everyone welcome to the show so i don't know if you guys all saw the statements that trump's team issued after the news broke last week that sydney powell and kenneth cheesebro were taking cooperation deals they basically said that trump was happy about them taking these cooperation deals because their testimony would exonerate him they, they didn't use those exact words but that was the gist of it we all knew it was bs well now trump has proven he's worried over the weekend, he posted his typical, I barely knew this person type statement. He did it with Michael Cohen. He did it with Cassidy Hutchinson, you know, so many others. Anyone who can testify against him and hurt him, he tries to undermine their credibility. So here's Trump's statement for those who are just listening. He says in part, quote, Ms. Powell was not my attorney and never was all in caps. Of course, there's a bunch of nonsense about the election, how Powell had represented Mike Flynn and his legal matter. But you know, the, the pertinent part is about him trying to back, back, back it up <laughs> away from Powell. You know, what we all know, though, is that numerous people, including Powell, have I have testified that Trump was planning to appoint her as special counsel to investigate the election. We know that. She was there during that office meeting, that White House meeting in the Oval Office, where everybody started yelling at each other and where he, afterwards he sent out the tweet about be there will be wild. And then there's this little gem that people dug up. They were sharing it on Twitter over the weekend. So again, for those just listening, I'm showing a tweet that Trump posted on November 14th of 2020. It reads, quote, I look forward to Mayor Giuliani spearheading the legal effort to defend our right to free and fair elections. Rudy Giuliani, Joseph DeGeneva, Victoria Tensing, Sidney Powell, and Jenna Ellis, a truly great team added to our other wonderful lawyers and representatives. So obviously trying to do a little damage control um, next, as you may have heard, Trump was fined $5,000 for violating the judge's order in New York when he was ordered to delete all of the information about the judge's law clerk. Apparently, Trump removed the post from Truth Social, but it was still on one of his campaign websites. The judge warned, if this continues, you could get more fines or you could even get arrested. Um, oddly, I haven't heard anything about Trump facing any kind of consequences for sharing the New York Attorney General's address online. It's possible they don't want to call attention to it, right? You don't want the Streisand effect. Or, you know, maybe they just don't want to admit that that's her address. So I don't know. But I'll let you know if I hear anything new on that front. Uh, but speaking of the New York Attorney General, she has requested a forensic exam of the Trump Organization emails and electronic data between August and September of 2016. This has to do with the issue I mentioned last week where a Forbes journalist accused Alan Weisselberg of lying under oath in his trial based on email communication that they had had years ago. Investigators have obtained several emails that weren't turned over during the discovery process. So now they're wondering, what else didn't we get, right? What else could be out there? 
Um, so the attorney general's office asked that the court monitor who's overseeing the Trump organization be given authority to investigate this. And they wrote, quote, the failure to produce these later emails indicates a breakdown somewhere in the process of preserving, collecting and reviewing and producing documents. This failure also comes in the face of a years-long process to ensure a complete response to OAG subpoenas and multiple affidavits on behalf of the Trump Organization attesting to the completion of their production obligations. The failure is also suggestive of potentially broader issues in the production process. So you might recall, I mean, this has dragged on for as long as it has. And the reason this case has been brought right before the election is because the Trump organization used a ton of stall tactics, one of which was just not turning over discovery items. So I'm sick and tired of hearing even people on the left saying, oh, yeah, it does look bad that they're bringing all of these cases right before the election. Well, you know what? That could have been avoided if he didn't try to deflect and defend and stall things out. So anyway, we'll see what happens with that. Also on Thursday of last week, it was revealed um, through email evidence and testimony that Eric Trump played a much larger role in the valuation of two different Trump properties. Eric had said in pretrial testimony, quote, I pour concrete. I operate properties. I don't focus on appraisals between a law firm and Cushman. So that was the um, appraisers. Uh, it's Cushman and something or the other. Anyway, an appraiser for that group said that he was asked to value these properties based on the construction of high-end townhomes. So the properties were vacant. He's been asked, oh, can you give us the value if we build these townhomes? He wrote to another appraiser, which was introduced into evidence, quote, of course, Eric Trump has lofty ideas on value. <laughs> and then the appraiser, whose name is David McArdle, he had multiple, numerous email communications with Eric, and he ended up valuing one of the properties at about 45 million. Well, then Eric told him, oh, you know what? hold off on sending that appraisal over. Don't worry about sending it over for some reason, right? Well, then several months after that, Trump's financial statements listed the property's value at 160 million, nearly four times the appraised value. Again, you can lie. You can lie all you want about the value of your property if you're just trying to show off and get on the Forbes wealthiest list or whatever the case may be. But you cannot put that value on financial statements that you then hand over to a financial institution. That is a lie that becomes a crime. So in related news, Ivanka Trump is trying to avoid testifying in this trial. Her attorney is arguing that because she was dismissed from the case and she's not a New York resident, she shouldn't have to testify. So I'll keep an eye on that as well, let you know how that turns out. Um, in regard to Trump's attempted coup case, Judge Tanya Chutkin temporarily paused the partial gag order that, that she had just issued last week. Trump's attorneys asked that it, the order be put on hold because they're appealing it. And so they said, until the appeal is finalized, can you just you know do that, lift the gag order? Well, the judge gave the special counsel 
until this Wednesday to file a response for why she shouldn't lift the gag order. And then Trump's team has three days after that to respond to the special counsel's filing. So until all of that occurs, the gag order has been lifted. But as soon as she lifted it, Trump went out and he started calling the special prosecutor deranged again, which was exactly one of the things he was not allowed to do. So he's playing with fire with this judge and now she holds even more power over him because another Trump lawsuit was just assigned to Judge Chutkin. The lawsuit was filed in 2022 by the NAACP, uh, their Legal Defense and Educational Fund. And they say that Trump's campaign and the Republican Party violated the Voting Rights Act. They said that when Trump and the Republican Party attempted to disenfranchise black voters by trying to overturn the 2020 election, they violated their rights. And then in other news over the weekend, um, this is something that is going to harm Trump's case, I believe, probably in the in the classified documents case. Um, audio recordings were released in which that Australian businessman that I had mentioned in previous shows, he claimed that Trump revealed far more to him than was previously reported. You guys might remember he's the guy who the special counsel found out Trump had told him about nuclear secrets, about nuclear submarines. And so everybody's hair was on fire and they were all up in arms that, you know, this information could have gotten passed to some of our adversaries. Well, according to this billionaire, his name is Anthony Pratt, Trump told him about private conversations with other world leaders. He told him in advance before the new media knew that he had bombed Iraq. And in regard to his call with Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky, the one where Trump tried to bribe him into making false statements about Joe Biden, Trump told Pratt, quote, that Ukraine phone call, that's nothing compared to what we usually talk about. Pratt also said, quote, he knows exactly what to say and what not to say so that he avoids jail, but gets so close to it that it looks to everyone like he's breaking the law, like he won't go up to someone and say, I want you to kill someone. He'll say he'll send someone to tell someone to kill someone. And then he added, quote, Trump says, would you go and tell that guy over there to steal for me? And so he can say, I never told the guy to steal and things like that. That's how Trump gets away with it. In addition, Pratt was heard on the recording saying, quote, all of these guys are like the mafia, Trump, Rupert, Rudy. You want to be a customer, not a competitor. And a witness told prosecutors that Pratt paid $1 million to attend the Mar-a-Lago New Year's Eve gala, but the tickets were only going for $50,000 each. I mean, not only, but you know, 50 compared to a million. Um, and he, they said he did it to curry favor with Trump and with Rudy Giuliani and to get close to them. And in the recording, Pratt said, quote, Rudy is someone that I hope will be useful one day. And according to the witness, Pratt offered to pay Giuliani nearly $1 million to attend his 60th birthday party. Can you imagine? 
Uh, but Rolling Stone and, and other news outlets, I should say, they said, you know, it ended up being canceled because of COVID. But he was going to give him almost $1 million to go to his birthday party. That is just sick. These people have an obscene amount of wealth that could be used for so much good. And this is what they're doing with it. These people are vile. So anyway, I will let you all know when I hear more. Thank you so much for watching and listening. Please like, share, and subscribe. Donate if you possibly can. Love you all. Take care. Talk with you soon.